G'day Blue Baggers and welcome to the Blues Banter podcast presented by Barclays Smokehouse. Uh, you're here with Eddie Betts and Jack Martin and we're here to have a chat to you about what's been happening in isolation and how we're living so far and what's going on. Great right, guys, how are we all? Um, obviously a different time at the moment but we're all going to stick together and stay safe and yeah, just in, enjoy yourself and, and company with your family but um, Obviously, a tough time in isolation, and I'm up here in Queensland on the Gold Coast at the moment um, with my partner, just trying to get through and um, stay active, do the little things that that keeps me happy and um, enjoying life still. So, have you found the training hard? Um, and I've been on a, I've been on a different type of program. And how's the training been so far? Because I've uh, hit my calf before round one. How is the training program? Is it pretty tough, like a preseason? Because I'm not I'm not on the same one. It is pretty tough. Um, it's obviously it's like a off-season program, so um, I think the first week was was pretty challenging. Um, you know, trying to find motivation. Um, obviously, with without knowing, um, you know, a, a definite return date. So, um, but the second week, yeah, it's, it obviously got a bit easier. Um, I'm training with a mate up here at the moment, um, so that that's helped a lot. But um, no, it's been good. Um, I've been able to get out and train. So. Um, how have you been going? How, how's the calf going and um, how's the rehab? Yeah, calf's good. It's just tough though. We would figure out what we're going to do with four kids' activities every day and um, getting a running in. So we're going out 45 minutes twice a day just as the oval. Um, we're allowed to go out as a group, the six of us, because we're family. And yep. Yeah, we'll play footy, take the boys, because Louis, Louis uh, can't play footy as well. So I'm taking Louis and Billy through some drills. Uh, we're doing lay, um, ground, ground balls, uh, lane kicking. And then we'll get into a little game. Uh, yeah. Just get yep. used to playing footy. And then, then I'll do my rehab, my running. Um, so I just got into change of direction. And I'm going to see the physio um, tomorrow, uh, one-on-one, because you're allowed to do one person. Yeah, yep. yeah. So not, no more than two. No more than three, sorry. Or two. Is it? Two, yeah. That's the two. Rules. Yeah, two. two. No it's more than two. Stay media part, though. So you just watch me do my... In my training, um, but everything's going well, I guess. You know, everything that happened um, doing the calf the week of round one was uh, was tough, and it was a pretty. I was spewing because I was actually looking forward to playing with you. You was actually looking forward to playing with ninety thousand people. You did a whole preseason, <laughs> and you did your calf before round one a couple of days. So, uh, um, so you missed out. We missed the playing together, and you missed playing in front of a big crowd. So yeah, yeah, but I'm sure we'll get back out there. Um, hopefully in the near future. Yeah, so it's uh, it's good. And you know, I think we're going to be back, I don't think pretty soon, but I mean, all the, all the restrictions being put in and with the close of the border, you might not even get back. I might not even get back, so... Um, <laughs> they close the border. stuck in Queensland. <laughs> if, if you went back home to Broome, you would have been stuck as well because they closed there for yeah. six months now. The WA yeah. border closed for six months, roughly. That's so, right. Depending on how it is, so... so. I yeah. think getting home is just going to be a challenge in itself. So, um, <laughs> did you drive up there? We did. We drove. We did it. Um, we did eighteen hours straight. So, because um, we didn't know when the borders were going to close, so we literally woke up at two a.m. one morning and um, jumped in the car, threw threw the dogs in, and um, yeah, we did it in one hour straight. What do you go straight up past Sydney? Um, up eighteen hours straight. Hume Highway, Sydney. No, it couldn't be eighteen. You're going to have to stop for pressure. 18 hours. <laughs> well, we stopped. <laughs> I know you love your coffee. Did you have coffee in the morning? Did you make coffee before you go? You got a coffee machine there. Did you take it with you? I heard you take it with I you. I did. 
I took it with me. Yeah, I'm, I've, I've made one this morning um, for our meeting. Um, I've been trying to practice my coffee art, but I've been terrible. Yeah. <laughs> How do you go with your coffee art? Yeah, I love coffee art. I do my little coffee art. I make a little art there. I just do a little swell because I got a nice little yeah. machine as well, and it's, it's probably saved me in these these tough times having my nice yeah. coffee in the morning. Um, I average three coffee three coffees a day, but now I'm only one. So that's a bit surprising. All right, sweet. Oh, we got a, we got a few emails from some fans. Um, we got an email from Wendy over in WA. She'll be there for six months because the board is closed. So she went better leave and she sent us an email. Hey, boys. On last week's podcast, I love hearing Welsh and said it described the biggest bromance at the football club uh, was between Kongia and Matty Cottrell. Cots, who do you think are the closest mates and why? The closest mates and why? Um, oh, I'd have to be. Set as in Melshi, I think. Yeah, um, they're obviously they're obviously housemates. They room together when we went on holidays. Well, we were not on holidays. We went up the Moorabah, I think, and we trained. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, I would say that. Uh, who else would have bromance? Bromance, bromance. I've, I've I've got I've got one. I I reckon there's a bit of a bromance between you and Tiggy, Eddie. What do you reckon there? <laughs> 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 yeah, too far. Too far, man. You are going to do that. Well, we're, 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 there, we're close. Yeah. We're close. We yeah. keep our relationship. Um, you guys um, have had a long relationship, though. Yeah, Adelaide. Now back in the Blues. Back footy together. Um, Pat Carlton, and then he coached. He coached me at the Bull Ants when he when he coached the the Bull Ants. The Bull Ants. Sad to say that you know they're no longer with us, which is pretty sad. And um, yeah. you know, they had a great. We had a great relationship, both parties, and. Really, really sad times now that the, the Bull Ants is no longer with the Cup Football Club. But Tiggy coached them and I played for the Bull Ants. Um, we played against Frankston up in um, Frankston. And there was a lot of banter going on on the hill because all the Frankston fans get stuck in the up there. And, um, and then I moved, then I went to Adelaide. Da- David moved on and coached over in Western Australia, St Kilda. And then he came to Adelaide and he was our forward line coach and our offense coach as well. And, you know, that year we, we averaged 100. 10 points that year and he took over that. Oh, he's been following who? So he's been following me. Um, so <laughs> he always knew that I was going to come back to Carlton at some stage, so he got in before me, but he came back, he came across to Adelaide, got in charge of our forward line um, and he was great. It was great to, uh, to you know, be coached under and um, all he wanted to do is have fun, play footy, um, you know the game plan, just go out there and play. You know, don't worry about structures. Don't worry about all this kind of stuff that's going on. Just enjoy it out there. And I guess that's I think that's I think I think that's definitely one thing I've learned from Tiggy in my short time is um, he just wants you to bring your strengths and go out and play footy and um, everything sort of takes care of it itself. Um, would you agree? Yeah, I think you just don't want to confuse you a lot and just because yeah. like like preseason, you know, we we've trained a lot, but we we didn't know any structures. We didn't we didn't put structures in place. He just wanted us to play and do it ourselves. And he wanted yeah. just the customer players to, to run it. Um, but so he's been like that for the last three years that he was at Adelaide Crows with me and he said, go out and play footy and have fun. Um, and then to come back, because I always knew that he was a great assistant coach, you know. He just didn't have um, the opportunity to, to coach his own, own side. And, and now yeah. he does. So, uh, you know, I'm uh, very excited to, to play underneath him now as a senior coach and uh, haven't had the opportunity yet, but... Hopefully it'll come. All right, so we've got another um, question here from thanks for your question, uh, Wendy. Thanks for your question, Wendy. Yes, we've got another question here from Helena from Reservoir. Ooh, I live um, in Reservoir. Reservoir. 
and mm. she's asking, um, yeah, obviously watched the podcast last week and she loved it. Um, her question is, who is the biggest trash talker you played with or against um, during a match? So, but not at Carlton? Uh, okay. It can be at Carlton or from no, no, another club. At the moment, like biggest trash talker at Carlton at the moment? Or at the moment. Not? Just, uh, I'll say, um, I played against I played against Campbell Brown like my first year, Campbell Brown and Hawthorne. Uh, he wasn't a trash talk; he was just straight up crazy. And he just said to me, "Like my first, it was my first year." He's a bit of a madman. Looked up to me and he goes, "You put your head out of the boy, Eddie. I'm gonna kill you." And I was like, "Oh crap! Oh, yeah, I'm taking a step back. What is that here? This guy." <laughs> he didn't care. Uh, you played with him too, didn't you? I, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had a year with him, so um, yeah. he was. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you say, he was pretty straightforward. He was, um, he was definitely hard. Um, so, and trash talk. Uh, um, who else trash talk? Brody Smith. Brody Smith at um, <laughs> Adelaide trash talk. He was close, yeah. Then he'll run away, yeah. though. He'll let everyone else fight his battles for him. He'll start it yeah. and then run away when they come after him. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, text, text too. Text, text, love to give Actually, it to yes. Yeah. Be, uh, uh, we played against the Adelaide Brody. Yeah, text and is, he just he done, can yeah. give a good spray. Um, he just everybody. But I, I love the biggest trash talk. The biggest uh, is a good, is a, you know, long time uh, we go to battle for well, I think sixteen years now is he Shaw. Um, but the funny thing about he Shaw though, he trash talks his own teammates. He just abuses them. <laughs> You're not doing this. And I'll just sit back. I don't give him the ball. He's like, yeah, give me the ball. <laughs> He's a good man. He's funny though. I love love the way that he just views everybody. Don't care if you're a teammate or not. He just views the hell out of you. Oh, I think I think it's good for the game. Obviously, within the rules and um, without going over the top, it's good for the game. Yeah, it is. Robo, Robo, if it's wrong, it's a bit of a trash talk. I know. Yeah. Um, anyone at Carlton now, who loves to trash talk? Big Harry Mackay. He likes to talk himself up and trash a lot of people. Harry Mackay, um, yeah. Charlie, Charlie Kernow, he, he, he trash talks Ed. Them two go at each other. Uh, it's like watching two little kids in a park fight, two little brothers, you know? They just oh. at each other. Yeah, back Charlie. Ed, Ed throws, oh, a, throws a line with no bait on and Charlie just gets on it and he hooks. He doesn't even bloody, doesn't even worry I've about it. I've never met two brothers with so much energy. <laughs> Feb for a while, he's a trash talk, big Feb. But he was, at one time, Feb, I was sitting in four pub with Feb. Fed first said to me when we were walking out playing against yesterday, and he looked at me and he goes, Ed, did you buy a ticket? And and 50 Cent concert was coming up. 50 Cent was in there. And I was like, yeah, I think I have bought a ticket for 50 Cent, but I'm going to go buy one. I was like, what, what do you mean? And I said, what do you mean buy a ticket? Did you buy a ticket? I was like, uh, no, not yet. Why? He goes, see the Fed show today. Did you see what he did to his hair the other day? Yeah, he bleached it. Um, oh, <laughs> Um, but then he um he came out kick nine that game. I think nine yeah. that game and just yeah. just backed their boom away. A lot of boys are dying their hair though, isn't there? Like I see Sydney Stack dyed his hair like peachy colour. Um I think I might dye my hair, I reckon. I'm gonna get rid of these greys though. I'm getting a bit grey. Where are those greys going? I reckon you've you've been to the hair salon lately, I reckon. All right, we've got one more question or two more questions. So thanks for your question there from Reservoir. Who was that again? Hello yeah. from Reservoir. Yeah. And so Thank you very much. Benny, Benny, Benny Downfair there from Yarrawonga. Yeah, that's Gibbo sound. Gibbo. Gibbo's in Yarra at the moment. So we've got a question here from Benny. 
Um, I've noticed the AFL have been running a competition um, to vote for the top five greatest Aboriginal players of all time. Um, so today we're going to do our top five um, and we'll start with you, Eddie. Um, <laughs> okay. Who, uh, your top five and why? Uh, I'll start from number one. I'll start from number one and I'll work my way down. Hard one to pick, but my, my number one of all time, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to say Buddy, the one that's still playing Buddy because... <laughs> Obviously, he's done it all for someone who's that tall. Um, he's a freak athlete. You know, he can he can win goal of the year, he can win mark of the year. He can kick sixty goals plus um, a year. He kicked a hundred goals. He kicked his hundred. He's a superstar, isn't he? Yeah. So he's he's going to go down as you know one of, one of the top five players that ever played a game. But mm-hmm. So my number two will be Adam yeah. Woods. Um, yeah. You know, Woodsy and, and and Buddy. Um, Good choice. It was hard to. Separate those two, but but I, but I did. Um, but Goodsy, obviously, he was like a role model to, to myself growing up, and um, you know, winning two Grammy medals, to playing full forward, playing in the in the midfield and ruck, and on the wing, and you know, the way that he could run, bounce, and you know, play in big games and grand finals and, and win games for them was was unbelievable. And for two times, the century, for Australian yeah, of the year, for he's done it all really. For, for and it was just sad though, sad the way that everything happened, the way that he he left the game. Yeah. You know, up to an idolise to finish the game in the way that it did and not getting the send off that he that he deserved was, was pretty sad. But yeah, you love you, Adam, and I'm sorry you're not number one. You're number two. Number three. I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna say Michael Long. Number three, Michael Long. He was just an absolute jet. Um, I said, and, you know, little skinny built wingman. Um, like again, big big game player. He step up in big games. Uh, you know, on the MCG, it takes it back to I think it was the grand final or one of those games where he it was against Carlton and he ran from the wing, got the hand pass, bounced from the wing, yeah, bounce, 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 someone else bounced, kicked it, and sauced all the puffs on the line. Like, back in yeah. the day, now if we had to review, the, what do you call it? The, um, the Replay. The yeah, replay, the goal line review system. Been, yeah, yeah. Tough, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, he's my number three. Uh, number four. Number four, number four, number four. I'm going to have to say Gavin Wanganin. Gavin Wanganin. Um, obviously, Brownlow medalist. Played for yep. in Adelaide. You know, and I believe it was out of him and Choppy for a ticket to win that Norm Smith on the grand final against Brisbane in 2003, I think it was, 2004. Um, it was uh, it, it was crazy. Big-time player again, you know, killed it off halfback flank from, from Essendon and then moving to Port Adelaide, you know, playing up forward in the midfield on the wing and just dominated. Um, yeah. He'll be my number four. Number five would be Andrew McLeod. Uh, you know, he just dominated half-back flank, put him in the middle, you put him forward, freak off uh, both legs, two-time Norm Smith medalist. Uh, Very so, good. You know, uh, Smooth. I've still, still got a few more players. No Eddie okay. Betts? Hey? No Eddie Betts? Nah. No Eddie Betts? Anyway. We'll wait for a couple more years. Once I keep going, I'll keep another more couple of goals. <laughs> no, nah, that was very good. Um, very, very good top five. It was hard, yeah. I was thinking about it last night and I literally, obviously mine's going to be a bit different to yours, um, different areas. It was hard to split between one and two, um, but number one for me is, is Adam Goods. Um, 
dual Brownlow medalist, um, dual premiership player, um, team of the century, multiple All-Australians. Um, he just did it all. So um, Adam Goodsamite, number one. Number two for me is Lance Franklin, um, superstar of the game, Coleman medalist, um, premiership player. Um, over 900 goals, um, All-Australians. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's pretty much, he's done it all. Um, and then from three to five, it was hard. I, di- I didn't, I couldn't split him. Um, my number three is Eddie Betts. <laughs> Eddie Betts. Eddie Betts is, Eddie, I, was, I was saying, my, my top fives are, <laughs> he's had enough, he's walked off. Um, <laughs> Obviously, mine's mine's different um, with the era. Like I didn't I didn't watch McLeod, I didn't watch uh, Michael Long, so I, I can only go off of the footy that I've watched. And I mean, three hundred plus games, six hundred plus goals, multiple All Australians, um, goal of the years, four, um, four goal of the years. Um, Should have been one seven, last year. Three times. Should have been the one last year on my good mate Jared Harbour. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I let him know about it every time too. But yeah, so you're my number three, number four. Is the little Hawthorne champion, Sil Rioli, the magician, four-time premiership player, um, all Australians, and he was just mercurial, wasn't he? Little Rioli. Oh, Sil was unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable to watch, yeah. Wait, I remember growing up as a kid and just watching him, and he didn't need to get much of it, but what he did with the footy was just, yeah, not many people can, can do. Um, he, just that. Like, he, just, he just was something to leap. Um, yeah. You know, the goal sense, the speed. It was just yeah, it was it was great to watch. Yeah. Uh, number five for me, um, the Silk, Johnny Burgoyne. He's how old is he now? Forty. How old is he? Johnny. How old is Johnny? Is he still playing? Forty eight. Is he is he is he oldest in the league now? Yeah, he's the oldest in the league. So he's he uh, thirty thirty eight this year. Thirty eight. Yeah. And he's still getting on. Um, so, yeah, he's my number five. Obviously, he's had an amazing career. 300-plus games, um, premiership player. Um, four-time premiership player. Four-time premiership player. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's done it all. Um, he's been, you can almost call him Mr. Consistent. So, um, there's my top five. That was that was good. That was good. Uh, nah, um, different eras. Like you, like you said, you watched, because I grew up watching Andy McLeod, Adam Goods. Um, and like I said, I could have thrown in. I want to throw in Byron Pickett. I wanted to throw in Peter Bergwijn. I want to throw in Sean, um, Cyril, Holly Farmer. These these players, you know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's absolutely crazy. And the talent that we have, the talent that you know, the indigenous talent that's going through the league now, it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and while we're on, I think I think it's important too that we spoke. I spoken to uh, Paul Marsh, um, Gil McLaughlin that. It's important to have an Indigenous Things and officer at every footy club. You know, someone that um, the young Indigenous boys, young Indigenous players can go and speak to about yep. uh, culture. Um, culture, family. issues, anything, family. It's, uh, a lot of people don't understand what young Indigenous boys go through when they get drafted and um, and it's tough on them. And that's why you see young kids pack up and leave. You know, you, they just get up and quit. Like, I was, I was at that and I, uh, I got, got one to the Adelaide Footy Club. Jeremy Johncock is a fantastic guy. We've got a... We got a um, you know an indigenous room set up there for for non-indigenous players to come in and be educated about our culture and, and yeah. for indigenous players to go in and yarn about what's going on in his life and 
it was like another, another welfare uh, person, to be to be honest. But you know, we I still went yeah. to uh, our welfare lady at Emma Bar, and then I went mm-hmm. to about um, that stuff about culture, about family, um, things that he would understand. And I guess every footy club, every footy club needs one. And um, or if not, have a have a senior um, indigenous person there that could help you out as well. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I preach I preach it to to uh, Paul Marsh and Gil McLaughlin that, you know, they they could prioritise that for every footy club. So hopefully, yep. you know, when things get back normal, um, you know, when the AFL starts generating, um, you know, a lot of money again because a lot of the tough times now, we could, and a lot of people has have lost their jobs through through this um, devastating time. So hopefully yep. uh, once everything gets back up and running, you know, People can get their jobs back and we could uh, put a position in at every footy club uh, for that Indigenous design officer. Yep, I agree. Couldn't agree more. So what have we got now? Rumour files. Rumour files, rumour files. So what? Okay, who do you reckon the most annoying is at the footy club? Who's the most annoying player at the footy club? Just as us, us being there now. Oh, Ed Kenner? <laughs> you don't have to hesitate for that. Ed, <laughs> Ed Kenner, back. <laughs> Ed Kenner? Um, yeah. Anyone else? Oh, Michael Gibbons. He's a little you pest know, sometimes. You know, he's he a, pest. a pest. Yeah, but yeah. he's but he's, a, he's an upbeat, upbeat pest, and he's yeah. And you need a few of those guys at the footy club. Yeah, yeah you need you need to clown him around the ear roll a few times, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, he goes past Ed. Ed just doesn't stop, and he's like, "Hey, I got one." <laughs> <laughs> The funniest thing when he's like when we're in meetings and he just pipes up in the back of the room and everyone's like, Who's that? Oh, yeah, well you know his voice, but you just don't know what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boys, uh, boys, they, they know how to work TikTok. These, these young boys, they they work they young, they know how to make a video, they know they and it's crazy the stuff that they're doing, you know. It's like, a new thing, isn't it, these days? Everyone's they, doing them. Like if you ever get a chance and want to watch one of the players TikTok TikToks. Jump onto Sam Petrescu Seaton's account and have a look at his TikTok. <laughs> he is the king of TikToks. So, nah, I reckon, I reckon Maddie Cottrell. Maddie Cottrell's another one, yeah. Oh, Between oh, those oh, two. Oh, oh. Is, is Finbar? Odoa? Finbar, 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 yeah. Finbar, Finbar, Finbar yeah. Finbar. Harrison Creed, I, I see. If you can like understand him a little yeah. bit, you'll get to know him. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you done a TikTok at home, Eddie? Obviously, with a few young kids now, trying to keep them entertained. And now yeah, I'm, not, I'm not. I haven't got TikTok. I, I have the account, but um, we just watch. We just watch. Follow like Ben Davis. Ben Davis Madlade. He does does a yeah. lot. And there was one where he did, and he got I think four million views. And, um, four million views. Four million views. Do you want to watch Ben Davis? He's he's, he's actually pretty funny. Uh, yeah. Over on TikTok, uh, he's he's the one. That's why I got into it because Louis Louis all he does he wants to watch. Um, Benny Davis on TikTok, but then they all come up with all these dances, and you know it's like I don't. It's like taking but they all make it look. So, they all make it look so natural when they dance. They, re- they record <laughs> fifty times. Yeah, it's got to keep uh, moving. So you got TikTok? I've I've got the account, so like I go on and watch it, but I don't have a video up. But um, stay tuned. I might have something <laughs> coming. Well, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is. Um, it actually is. Weird times, isn't it? Like everything, yeah. we're doing, everything we're doing is from home. You're trying to, yeah. you know, 
make sure we're washing our hands every day, like, bloody singing songs. I'm actually singing Eddie's Little Homies. Like, I've got the two children's book. And oh, okay, kids, yeah. Yep. Wash their hands singing, singing a tune. And um, so if anyone's out there, because we're going to be stuck inside for, I think we're going to go to stage four pretty soon. And that, that means yep. just inside, isolated. and only Complete isolation. Shop and back, no exercise. Yeah. No. So... Anyone well, I went to Coles yesterday and um, there was literally a line um, to get into Coles. So there, um, it's, there's a limit on how many people are out in the shop. So, um, yeah, well, it's getting pretty serious. Make sure you stay inside unless it's for essentials, unless you're going for exercising, um, going to the shop to get food, and then back home. I think that's that's all you can do at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and no, no big gatherings, no more than two, no having family over. Just got to stay with the people inside. So it's pretty... Pretty full on, and hopefully everything can get sorted pretty soon. Absolutely. It's crazy times at the moment, isn't it? But yeah, let's just let's do the right thing. Let's listen to the medical experts, um, to the law enforcement, stay inside, um, social distance, and stay safe. All righty. Well, thanks all the bangers for for listening to us and uh, listen to us talk a bit of a bit of smacks. Uh, to get in touch with the show, you can email bluesbanter at carltonfc.com.au or Twitter via hashtag blues banter. Thanks very much, yeah. That's that's been Blues Banter presented by Barkley Smokecastle this week. Um, make sure you tune in next week um, for the episode and um, hope you enjoyed the show. So um, yeah, stay safe and um, we'll be okay guys. We'll get through this and um, we'll come out the other end. See you all. We'll be good. Look we give him thumbs up. Say see you, see you the baggers. Say see you baggers. See you the baggers.